So you got to be probably, You can tell that we're broadcasting. Um, just confirm. Are we live? Are we live? Maybe we're live. If you're, if we're live, we're glad you're with us. If we're not live yet, then this is good that we're doing this. Takes a few seconds to kick in. Oh, and I think we're live. I believe we are now live, Jeff. All right, start us off. Welcome. Uh, that's right, Survivor Season 40, Winners at War, Episode 10. The full circle is over. We're just getting started here on Super Meter Brothers Podcasting. Uh, it is April 14th, 2020. Jeff, what an episode. Uh, half of it was a family visit, and the other half was some really interesting strategy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I would say half of it you was good. You better be ready. That's right. You better Tyson, be ready. Tyson was not ready. We lost Tyson <laughs> for the second time in a tragic sense. What um, I was not thinking it was going to be Tyson's night tonight. I knew it could be. I knew he was sort of, uh, sort of one of these people that was always on the bottom a little bit. But yeah, um, it wasn't great. I was kind of sad to see him go. Okay, I have a complaint. My complaint comes down to the rules at Tribal Council. Okay. Yeah. You should not be able to do what Sophie did at Tribal Council. That should not. Be I don't allowed. think any of the. No, I don't say she just grabbed five people and said, "Okay, we're going to vote a certain way." Um, and you should that the second Jeremy played his advantage, that should have been a scramble moment. They should have to sit in their chair. They shouldn't be able to get up and leave. That's not that shouldn't be allowed. Uh, if, you so don't have your ducks, if you don't have your ducks in a row before the Tribal Council, you shouldn't be able to just. Like go make a faction. Like that's the fun of the show for me is the scramble in their seat and having to make a decision on the fly. They didn't have yeah. to make a decision on the fly. They had, they basically got to decide what they were going to do, which is not good TV. The show should be changing the rules of tribal council, to, so that shouldn't be allowed. That's that, that that's my. Opinion. I think that there's. I think that some of the aspects of these like more animated, lively tribal councils are welcome. Uh, you know, I think like I think the moment tonight between Jeremy and Sarah in particular, kind of was a good example of like, okay, what am I gonna do? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna play your your advantage? But Probst was also right in the fact of saying, I'm about to go. I'm about to go um, read votes or take or say it's time to vote. You got to go right, and they have this game of chicken. Um, so I think that Probst has to enforce some kind of a guideline at Tribal Council. But right now, I, I think that they think that this is more entertaining TV, what we're seeing. Hey, I, was, I think I'm not I was so sure. fine with that because they were sitting in their seat. That Mexican standoff was good TV. I'm fine with that. What I do not like is them getting out of their seat and going and making a plan outside of the Tribal Council because then it's not Tribal Council. Yeah. And right. I just don't like that. I just think it's it's not it's not to me that's not part of the game. The, you you can do that before the tribal council. Yeah. Right. You know, that's I, fine. Um yeah, I agree. I agree that how this went down tonight felt really dirty. Um especially with how, you know, they kind of went off and did this five thing. And then it was kind of like a little bit insult to injury that they um 
then then Sarah played her steal a vote. Um, and then, but Kim, took, you know, it was a game of, it was like the tribal of advantages. How many advantages were going to get played here and all the anxiety from that. And so Kim knows she has her idol, knows she has to play it on one of her sort of bottom alliance members. And she gambles wrong. She picks Denise. Um, it didn't matter if she had gambled right. If she had picked Tyson, then they would have been, it would have been a tie vote between Denise and uh, who did they vote for? Sophie. Right, so it would have been a tie vote. So you couldn't vote for Sophie or Denise, and Denise and Sophie cannot right, vote. Right, because they only had three the vote anyway. votes. Right, right. So it really yeah. did not matter. Uh, no. You know, the only difference was if she had played it for the tribe has spoken. <laughs> if she had played it for Tyson, then uh, the, uh, then Kim would have went home. So I mean, in retrospect, it was a good move by Kim to play it for Denise because it was not her going home. You know, I'm sure, you know, in her mind, I think even though it worked out in her mind, you know, yeah, Kim couldn't have gone home. It would have been between Sophie. And, oh, yeah, it would have been Sophie. I'm actually wrong about that because the idol would have been played on Tyson and it would have been between. No, it would have been Denise who went home. Denise would have, then would have went home instead of right. Um, Sophie. Right. So it was either is, Denise going home tonight. This is all made possible by the fact that Tony has an immunity idol and isn't in the conversation as a potential boot. It I think it's amazing that Tony won this immunity and that he won it now because I think he would have been a serious consideration um, even for Sarah if he had not won immunity. But because he won immunity, Sarah's like, no, you're still with me. You're still with us. But then at the same time, Tony's kind of with these other people. Uh, he's kind of in with Nick and Ben a bit um, as well. And so he's saying, okay, then... We're gonna give Jeremy. It was supposed to be the plan until Jeremy walked out of Tribal tonight. So it was kind of like a really shifting, nebulous thing. Jeremy played this. But not, maybe I, we should. Sorry, I, I I just think Jeremy played this wrong. Jeremy should have done whatever he could have to get the votes to come at him. Told Kim to play the idol for him, and then voted for three. It would have been three strong. So it would have been six three. Now they would have had to have split their votes properly, three three. Now I don't know if they would have felt brazen enough to do that. Maybe like you know, three three against uh, a five. Well, because they steal the vote, right? It was really the they came into the tribal a five against four, okay? And then yeah. uh, mm -hmm. uh, Sarah uses the steal the vote, so now it's six against three. And then Jeremy walked out, right. and then it's six against two. That's what happened tonight. So. Well, oh, wasn't it five against three? It was end? five against four walking into tribal council. Jeremy walked well, so out. Who were the four? So it was Jeremy, Kim, Tyson, Denise and Denise. And Denise. Okay. Um, so, but then there were nine people. Oh, okay. So it was, then it became six on three. I see. What you're That's saying. right. So the numbers matter here because of all these steal the vote and immunity idols, and then the tie vote really would have mattered in the tribal council. The strategy is, you know, really quite interesting here. But I think what Jeremy should have done was made himself a huge, huge target, and purposely done so, and then asked Kim to play the idol for him and hoped, like, like this is what happened when Tyson went home. It's kind of ironic in Heroes versus Villains. He, they needed to swing one of the three three votes to make sure it went four two, and if it had gone four two and they had picked correctly on the immunity idol, like if they had been, they should have tried to get four votes on Jeremy, and there was right. enough chaos going on between Sarah and Tony where they weren't on the same page. 
a good player would have came like that's why Russell is such a good player and people don't give him enough credit. But uh -huh. he was able to get Tyson to switch his vote to make it four votes instead of three three split, which is what they should have did in Heroes versus Villains. And that's why. And then Russell played the idol on poverty, and then they had a three two advantage in the vote, and that's why Tyson went home. So that's what needed to happen tonight. It was the exact same situation, except the the people in the minority were not dirty enough. They needed to play dirtier in that moment to save themselves, and and they didn't do that. And that's why they they got they completely got out outclassed because they they didn't have the numbers on their side, and they did not do enough of a mind you know a mind screw to uh, really um, mess with the the majority alliance. Okay. I think I need to I need to contemplate this for a moment because you've kind of yeah like really turned me around on how this tribal council went. But let's talk about the beginning of the episode because this like as I mentioned half of this episode was uh, the family visit earlier than you typically see it. Um, there's a, ten people left in the game at this point. Normally you see this thing more towards like maybe the five, you know seven people six people sort of thing like that something like that. Uh, what did you think of this one tonight? I, I I don't like I never liked the family visit. I get that it was kind of like a different one. It was kind of like a big thing, but they didn't even do a reward challenge. I mean, half the episode was just blah for me. It was just I, I don't watch Survivor for this. Uh, I get it's cool for them, and I understand that. But I don't watch mm -hmm. the show to see people kiss and hug each other. Well, I think it's informative on the strategic points only because I thought it was kind of um, interesting that they did this now. Uh, the fact that, um, you know, I think that you're kind of, uh, it's unweight, it's sort of unbalanced because you have some groups out of there. Normally with a family visit, you get one person comes out. So everybody's equal, whether it's your husband or it's your son or it's, uh, your brother, um, whatever like that, it's going to be, um, some, everybody at least has that person, right? And, and in this one, some people have like four loved ones with them. Some people have only one. Some people have two. So you have sort of this unbalanced and you're sort of creating this like greater sense of need or also almost threat too, right? Because I think like they look at Jeremy with his four kids and go, wow, look at this guy, four kids. You know, he's an older guy. Um, he needs the money the most. So that makes him a, like a threat to win, but also sort of a sympathetic, like, you know, uh, well, for the same reasons, right? Like, it seems like he needs it more, maybe. Do you, uh, so you think maybe that it dictated the vote tonight? Not, I don't know if it's just tonight. I think it just overall, I think it has an effect on how these players are going to perceive each other and who they're going to see as sort of worthy of winning and who maybe they're going to try to get out and who they want to sit next to at the end, especially. What, yeah. Just with that in mind, like who do I want to have to th to the case against, and who do I think the jury's going to give the money to? Are they going to give it to Tony with the two little kids, or are they going to give it to um, you know Nick, who's you know got his girlfriend? So it's like a different, yeah. um, <laughs> right? It's a whole different thing. Um, uh, also had a little kid there. Um, I thought he had yeah. two. Kids. So it was weird that they only had the one kid come out because he he, he well, mentioned kids, and only one kid was there. Yeah, I just thought the weird was weird how how Probst was saying it. I don't know why he was he was like Tyson. Uh, here is one of your kids and like Rachel, who I don't really remember. Rachel was a player from. She got voted out second in Blood versus Water. She went. She got beaten out in the um, Redemption Island aspect of that game, like super early. Um, so oh, that's why I don't remember barely, her. She was barely on the show. I mean, uh, 
Okay. Yeah, I know her more from watching Tester Nino and uh, News AF, and so it, it, I guess he uh, he has a kid with another person, probably, and that's why that person and that kid wasn't there. No, I don't think so. No, both the kids are. I think it must have been the kid was too young, or too, it was like literally. It must have been an infant. Oh, okay. Well, just the way the probe's voiceover was going over on top of this, it just was coming across really strange. It was kind of singling it out a little bit too strange. Yeah, you know, I think they could have addressed it a little differently. If that's what the the case was, um, yeah, I guess it gives us an always a moment with every uh, player who's left. Now, in this case, it's ten people at this point, so it's half the cast. And so, yeah, we get a moment with Tyson, as you mentioned. Uh, well, you know, I guess who gets this is always picked randomly, right? So Kim goes first, and then it goes to um, and once Kim comes out and and she has the first reveal that it's like her whole family, right? Her husband and kids. Uh, there's sort of like this, like, oh, okay, now everybody's going to get this. And they, so they bring this out like one at a time, which I think is almost like worse. You know, I always think that this, because the way they did it at the edge of extinction, I was trying to decide if it was more like uh, cruel or if it was actually better um, for them to sort of have this, um, uh, you know, like just like, remember like the boats coming up on extinction, they're just going, okay, here's your loved ones, right? Versus like, you know, if you're, so Kim goes first, so who who went last? I think Jeremy is Jeremy last in that yeah, occasion. Jeremy. So you. Jeremy has to see like, Jeremy has to see like, yeah, nine other people go ahead of him, right? Yep. So, um, you know, and I guess there's just sort of that anticipation, that building that sort of, it feels a bit more, um, you know, cruel. Maybe it's just the tension of TV. I, yeah, I just, I mean, I get why they do it because you want to give every player their individual moment and story and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, at the same time, with the Age of Extinction, they didn't do that. They just sent them all, they just threw them all at them, you know? Like, and it was kind of like, I don't know. It was just half the episode. I was just like, I, I, like some of the moments were cool. Like, you know, just, but at the same time, I don't. I don't. I, I always hate this episode. It's always my least favorite episode of the season, because I just don't. I don't. It's not that I don't care about these people as people. I do, and I understand that the characters are. It it, it builds their story. Uh, but at the same time, I don't. I, I want to watch the show. I want to watch the strategy. I want to watch the challenges. I want to watch how these people are going to maneuver. And I do feel like the the. The, just the whole family visit sometimes puts these players out of their element, and and, right. and I just don't think they're quite focused as much as they kind of like. It's kind of like a halftime in like a sports game, you know, where like yeah, it, it, you yeah, know, it, afterwards. It, they they said that afterwards like there was because there's no challenge which I was fine with I don't need a, a loved one's challenge or whatever no. and then some people get to go back to the beach I was like fine everybody gets to go back to the beach with their with their family good and that there was kind of this moment of like okay everybody's gonna let their guns down for a minute and um, you know sort of like just you know enjoy being human with each other as they sort of get into the more nitty-gritty of the game so it's almost better to me that they're sort of getting this out of the way now in some ways i guess but uh, i'd rather uh, we'll them do it at the 10 like i get why they did it here because they could give it to the edge of extinction people too and like it just kind of at least it's out of the way i agree yeah but by the end we got to like the end of that edge of extinction stuff i was just like okay i just want the game like just give me the game and then we get the commercial and that kind of and but I thought also too like you have like sort of this emotional moment with the family members and then um, there was no goodbye scenes like they were just they were gone and that was that yeah I was happy about that 
because I, I, I was I was worried it was going to take another 15 minutes just for them to say goodbye and stuff. And uh, I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad like I'm glad they 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 showed it, but it did. I don't need it to take up half the episode. I don't need the individual meetings like you like you saw uh, with the people still in the game versus the people that were on the edge. Uh, I'd rather them just bring them all out, like you know, kiss and hug, you know, have their moment. It's more for the players. This is not for the viewer, okay? Uh, it's 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 for the players, and I I get it. Special. If I was out there, I would want it too. Like I would want that moment. But I'm on your same- show. Give me a moment to, to say who I am, what my story is, who I care about, whatever. Right? Do you remember a single loved one's name other than someone who didn't play? Uh, no, uh, I, I, I remember the moment with Ethan, I guess more in particular, I have no idea. Uh, I just know, but I, I, I can see her face because it was sort of like this kind of nice moment, but I'll forget about it in a week. I'm sure it's not going to stay, stay with me probably, but uh, exactly. It's just, my point is the, 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 this whole moment is for the players and it should almost just, it should be a quick five, 10 minute of the episode show it i get it but at the same time don't don't make it take up half the episode because most people are not are going to roll their eyes and not going to want to watch it because it's not important to the story of the show right that's just my opinion yeah yeah i can see that (laughs) i get that for sure um okay so um then we go to commercial and we get our immunity challenge now uh and two fire tokens were on the uh the line yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, we get uh, we get probed. Come on in, guys. He says, "Come on in, guys, and we're gonna do the the rope challenge where you gotta you know put all the stack your little blocks on a wobbly platform on that's attached to a rope and go back and forth." Um, and I all, I just one of my notes here was uh, you know wouldn't it be just nut you know wouldn't probes just drive you nuts as he's nattering at you while you're trying to do this like challenge where you're concentrating is that part of the yeah i think survivor i think it's part of yeah the charm of jeff probes and it's also like yeah i would kind of i just imagine the hardest part of this challenge would be the sweat dripping from your face and not being being able to touch your face you know you can't touch your face ever you know really why well unless you only at one moment when you get back to the blocks and you're holding the rope tight can you really stop and wipe your face uh, you know, so like that, like because every you got to be concentrating. That's a you know, other, except maybe early in the challenge when there's like two or three blocks, but you're not sweating yet. You're sweating by the time you get later on, um, into the when you have five or six blocks. And uh, I don't know, like I just think I was surprised. I, I walked into this challenge, seeing this challenge. I know the challenge. I was surprised Tyson didn't do better. Tyson, I think, has won the challenge before. Um. I was surprised that he didn't do well, uh, and it, it costed him tonight. You know, he went home. So yeah, uh, Tony wins a game of patience. How did that happen? I don't know how Tony won this. I mean, Tony never like literally. They said it was his first immunity win ever, and it it was surprising because he doesn't win immunities. Like, and he especially doesn't win tough immunities. This is a, this was a tough immunity to win because it's he's it's never a, won an immunity, right? No, it was his first no. immunity ever. Yeah, yeah, and he's played. This is his third time playing. Now, he never got to the individual immunity section of Game Changers, but he did go all the way, obviously, in Kagiyan. But it clearly went to his head once they got back to to camp. So initially, we get a conversation with Jeremy and Tony. Jeremy says he wants to break up Sarah and Sophie, but Tony's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. 
then we go we go right away to Tony and Sarah. And Sarah says, I want to get Kim out. But Tony doesn't want to do that either. Right? He goes, no, 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 no. Tony wants to get Tyson out instead. This is ultimately, I guess, the first clue that it was going to be Tyson tonight. Then Tony says to Nick and to, I think, Ben, let's, let's blindside Jeremy. That's what I want to do. And they kind of go, oh, okay, sure. That's, we're good with that. Um, uh, but then Jeremy, Kim, and Tyson somehow find each other, I guess because they realize nobody's talking to them or they're getting cut out of most of the conversations. Yeah. And so they get together and they want to get Sophie out. Somehow, I guess Denise ended up with this trio because she also is not really in with people enough, I guess. Yeah. As much as and, she thought. And now I think if you look back, those four players must regret voting out somebody like Adam or voting out somebody like who went up before Adam. It was, uh, was it Wendell? Wendell went before Adam. Yeah. Both those players. And Jeremy said it when Wendell went home, this is a mistake. And he was right. I mean, that, that really costed them a number. They could have kept uh -huh. their number and now they're really screwed. Uh, All right, I think they were just annoyed by Adam in particular. And Wendell, uh, did Wendell go before the merge or after the merge? He, went, he was, was first, first boot at the merge. Merge, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know. I can't even remember why it was Wendell. I guess because he was tight with other people and they wanted to break Sophie that decided. up. Sophie's running the game. I mean, it's mm -hmm. pretty clear that Sophie is the ringleader. And I get why they wanted her out tonight. And they should. Like She is controlling the game and it's clear as day. Oh, I thought so too. And so, like, okay, especially after this move, Sophie pulls tonight, where she goes, "Why don't the five or, five or six of us? I guess it is, right? It Just fun. go over, yeah, go over here and decide who we're getting out." Yeah, and that that five is Sophie, Sarah, Tony, Ben, and Nick. That's right, right. The other four that's, that's was Jeremy, Denise, Tyson, and Kim. So though that was but there the were five ten people in, in this tribal, but this. This was a ten-person tribe. No, there wasn't. So there who was were we missing? There was nine. No, there was only nine after Jeremy left. So, no. Who are we forgetting? No, there was. So it was if, a nine. If the, no, it was nine tonight, Dave. It was nine. Yeah. See, so you had Kim, Denise, Tyson. Yeah, I guess it is nine. Sorry, it's nine. <laughs> yeah. No, it was nine tonight. Uh, and then it went down to eight when Jeremy left. Okay, so now we're at eight. Okay, gotcha. And when will the Edge of Extinction player probably come back in? Uh, I believe it come, they come back at five. At five. Okay, so in three weeks, we're going to get that person to come back. I always want them. To, it might come six. I don't know. Sometimes they, they, they change it up with the finale. Sometimes they do final five, and sometimes they do final six. So they might do final six this year because I know Survivor got a lot of complaints about the way Chris Underwood won. Because I think he came back at five, and a lot of people. Yeah, but everything I saw in the press, like for this season, was and like when, especially with that Probst and Cisternino conversation, yeah. that indicated to me that uh, this won't be um, uh, one of those type of things. Like that, it's going to be uh, like just how they did it in the original Edge format. I don't think that they switched it up too much. No, probably but, not. That's um, the impression I got from it. Who do we like to come back from the edge here so far? Do you like Tyson to come back again? Well, you know, if it is Tyson, 
I think that if I was still playing the game, I would definitely want Tyson out immediately, especially if he's that one to come back in twice, because then you say, look at this guy. He got voted out t- two times already. Oh, he'll win. He'll win. And then he he'll win. And he'll win. Exactly. He would win. He would almost win by default if he comes back. So especially since he won't be like a Chris Underwood player who was out of the game for so long, he'll be this guy who was kind of in and out of the game. Um, so, so yeah, he would, he would be immediately the, the biggest target. So he would have to come in and then win the, the first immunity. He has the chance to win or find an idol or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But will it be, uh, we'll see. Um, you know, like all these people on the edge, like what if it's Natalie or somebody we haven't thought about or like, or if it was Danny Boatwright, yeah, she's, she's still coming. on this show. She's not coming <laughs> Uh, the, you know, they would show us. They'd be showing us the character on the edge that would be coming back. And I don't think it's. I think it's probably going to be Tyson or somebody still left in the game that's coming back. Well, if you that's, think it's if it's based on edit, it's uh, it's probably either going to be Ethan, Parvati, or Rob. I would say no, it's one of. Those I don't three. think I don't think it's any of those players. I just think they that the producers like those three the most on the edge, so that's why they're getting the most airtime. I do think there was foreshadowing tonight when Tyson said, "I'll be back." And I think they showed us that that for a reason. Um, and I think they show you know they showed him give the finger to the uh, fire token boxes. And I think and that was really a strange moment for Tyson because uh, he's usually not pissed off like that. Like he he, he usually holds his emotions pretty well, especially his anger emotions. Um, and mm-hmm. to see him do that tonight, I think he's going to be he's pissed and he he wants to come back. He's motivated. Um, so I see him coming back. That's my that's my projection. I hope so. Like I think Tyson's been great on this season. Um, I, I I'm ready for the. I think that the edge should not even get to exist more than a week past this. Like really, period. But I know it will go like probably two more weeks than it should. That's kind I of disappointing. Seven, but we'll see. Seven's the right number for me to come back. Because it will be a final three tribal, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. If they, I, I, hate even, I mean. What was the last time they did final two? I think it was Kageyan when when Tony won. That was the last time they did final two. I've always two. preferred a final two to a final three. I hate the final three because there's always a, a third person who doesn't get votes. And I think a third person kind of makes more sense in a goat season. Like, but there's no goats in this season. Like, so anybody who gets to the final three could win. Think about how big the jury already is, though. I know, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's they don't need one more juror. Yeah. It's, so it's better to have a final three, yeah. It's literally the whole cast except Sandra. Right. It is the entire cast. It will be the entire cast except for Sandra, which is kind of sucks, right? It's like th- that that she quit for that reason. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, mean, I, I, I. Yeah. Sandra can act like she's the queen stays queen and all this stuff, but I mean, she left the game, you know, because just because like she didn't want to do it anymore, you know. It, it, she. You know, she says Survivor gave her so much, then give back to Survivor. Like, we're, you know, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. Right. I know, yeah. but at the same time, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. Sandra loves her Outback Steakhouses, right? So she had to get back to that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, Wood Fire Grilled oh, Outback Steak, plus the brand new Outback Steakhouse Margarita, the Grilled Pineapple Rita. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she wants. She wants all that stuff. Yeah, well, baked I'm, potato, all uh, the fixes. All the fixes. I can smell it. <laughs> yes. So, 
<laughs> what do you mean? She didn't want to sit on the edge and have no food? Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly. She wanted she that's exactly what I'm saying. She was like, <laughs> the hell with this. I'm going yeah. to Outback Steakhouse. I am the not people, getting back in this game. I mean, the people to me that I would have like I understand if they would have left would have been like Parvati had has like a six month year old baby. I would understand yeah. if she left. I would have understood if you know, like Tyson left. He's got like a one or two year old daughter. Like, you know, like I get when you have such a small child, I would I would get if those people would go back and would go. But home. Sandra's not one of those people. No, she's not at all one of those people. So I don't know. I just and, and so everybody else got a nice moment tonight on the island with their family, everybody on the edge. So everybody who's been voted out, everyone's can celebrate it, except for kind of Sandra. Yeah. Who just said girl bye and she was out of there and that was it the and, uh, uh, a shout out to Brett Wongabot girl bye that was that, was that. I stole that from Brett Wongabot <laughs> uh, I'm renting it actually yeah like I just think um, I think that I, I, I did you see like the after the tribal council clip where uh, like all the edge people hugged uh, yeah. probst yeah that was a really great moment yeah that was really nice um yeah, I, I like that they showed taking that. a lot of shit in the last couple of years. So, it yeah, I, I that was nice, and uh, I liked them showing those moments. I just don't need it to take up half the episode. Yeah, you know, that's, that's my only complaint. Like, I get it; it's more for them than it is for us. And that moment of them hugging probes really shows that. That it, I feel it, like they promised this kind of stuff to, like, maybe not specifically. We're going to bring your kids out, but they we're going to give everybody who's on this season, whether you're voted out early or not, you're going to you're going to feel like you're always part of this cast. Part of that is, is like this whole Edge of Extinction format, and ultimately that all these people are going to be jury members too. So all the winners, or most nineteen of the winners, are going to get to decide who's the greatest Survivor player of them all, and and Sandra won't be one of them. That's right, uh, and there are still winners that aren't on this season, so it's not it's not all the best players. I mean, there are players like Richard Hatch, I guess, but he would never come back. There are players that that won that you know we never we won't get to see how they would have fared in this season because they weren't there. Right. Well, if this was sort of democracy, this would I you know you have basically half of the winners, right? Because uh, there's been four. This is the 40th season, so you've well, roughly Sandra, had. Yeah, you have just over half. Sandra won uh, twice. Right. So, so how and how I don't know how many individual winners that uh, it's it's probably I guess it's probably like thirty eight or something, right? So you basically you have nineteen of the thirty eight. That's just bar- that's just barely a quorum. Um, so you have sort of enough people sort of to say that the winner of this uh, is the ultimate winner. You know, I know that Tina and Richard Hatch and all these people didn't get to vote, but yeah, like I think it's it's uh, they also didn't play either. So. That's right. um, they, you know, they, they get a shot at this. I mean, and and then you can, you know, we can go into who's more worthy. They're all worthy. They're all great players. They're all winners. I mean, I would rather watch certain players than other players. I'd rather watch like Richard Hatch more than like Wendell, you know, for, you know, but that's just me. Uh, other players might want to watch Wendell more or whoever, you know, like, so I get it. Um, for me, it's just the, this season's been great because the, the strategy has been so fantastic and this episode was kind of just like a, a break in that. And I didn't, I didn't, I loved everything. The second half of the episode I thought was really great. All the strategy and it was mile a minute. Jeremy says in the tribal council, like, this is crazy. He thought second chance was crazy, but this is really crazy. 
Right. That was like the next part. It's like this is a different level of Survivor, clearly. Like better than we've ever seen. Better than second chances, better than heroes and versus villains in terms of like sort of the elevated level of strategy. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's just partly because it is 20 years later. So much more game has happened, so much more analysis. Uh, as we've mentioned, Rob Sister Nino and guys like Josh Wiggler, they've literally made careers out of studying this as like almost like a sport and uh and thinking of it in those terms and i think that you know people write books and and uh you know go all across the country talking about their experiences uh people dream of having the chance one day to play in sort of the big leagues which is the which is survivor in terms of like reality tv yeah for sure uh i mean it's been a it's so far it's been really fun to watch uh i want to see uh i don't want to see this be a pagonging though like you know, I don't want to see the Sophie Alliance just go to the final five. I hope there's a blind side. I hope we get a... Now that all these advantages got played in this tribal council, I want to see some advantages go to the minority players. You know, or or just in general, just in the game, because I want to see a little bit more chaos. Um, I enjoy the chaos of the tribal council. Like I said, I wish... I want them to change that rule where they can't get up. They shouldn't be able to get up off their stool. Other than that, that's the only rule I wish they would really. Uh, well, what if you're like your alliance members on the other? Like, I don't know how they decide who gets to sit where, or is it just on the order that they walk in and like that's basically predetermined? Yeah, I'm not sure. You'd have to ask a player about that and how they they determine that. Uh, you know, Fishback would know that, and a lot of you know any player that's played in the last ten years would definitely know that. Um, but I would like to, uh, you know, I just wish there was uh, that rule because until like they, that rule didn't even get broken until JT did it in Game Changers. JT was the first player to get up off his stool and walk over to the other side of the Tribal Council. Is that the one where and, he got voted out? Yeah, uh, that was the one where Malcolm got voted out. I think it might. It was either JT or Malcolm got voted out. It might have been JT. I think it was Malcolm though that got voted out that one. And I just think like. <laughs> Malcolm, like he got done dirty in that. I think it was Malcolm, and he, just like Tyson, he got done dirty in this episode, and it, he shouldn't have. Like it should have been more of a scramble in public. That is the point of tribal council. It's in public. Mm -hmm. the, you can scramble all you want. What's the point of these advantages? What is the point of a vote steal or a, a walk out of tribal or an immunity idol if? You can just go over into the corner and go, okay, us five are going to do this, or we're going to put our vote. Like, I just don't agree with this. And, and I just think it's bad TV. It's just all around bad. And just make them sit in their seat and, and scramble. It would be way more fun to watch. It's way better TV to watch them. Right. Not yeah, I would, I would be I would be in favor of some more structure around tribal council. And I think you make a good point in that it is a public forum. And so that is the that is the rule that no whispering and you, whatever you're saying, you have to say that everybody has to be able to hear it. That is sort of, should be the rule. Like whatever, whatever, you know, uh, I know that you, that's hard to police because you always have like glances and looks and maybe you'll make a code with somebody to sort of, or signals or whatever, I guess. But like, I think that, you know, that, that you can't control that perhaps, but, um, but anything else, especially as like these advantages are played and people don't know what to do, people have to say what they're going to do. That should be that should be the rule. And and beyond that, do whatever, say whatever you want. Scramble the tribal council. Say it. you and me right now, everybody. If Sophie wants to say, okay, it's us five, and we're going to split our votes, and we're doing this and this. Sure, 
And that would make yeah. it more interesting. And that's what would make these advantages mobile, like to steal a vote or whatever. For me, the big question tonight is, I mean, and I think Sashnino will be talking about this and a lot of other people, is should Jeremy have walked out on that tribal council? Should he have stayed? And then if he had stayed, even with the vote steal, and they and they did the same vote, four on Tyson, two on uh, on Denise, they would have had three votes instead of four, right? So they would have had three votes. So if they had played the idol correctly, say they played it on Tyson, right? And that was the, the votes are the same. Tyson gets the immunity idol. The other three votes go on Sophie. It would have been a three-two vote, and Sophie would have went home tonight. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you heard, you could hear, like the jury was kind of muttering about this. Uh, that you know, yeah, sure, Jeremy played his advantage, but he had abandoned his sort of a minority alliance, and ultimately, um, you know, saved himself for he li he li he lives to fight another day, but at what cost? He kind of he lost face with a lot of people, clearly. And I think a lot of respect. You know, he lost the respect of the jury. And yeah, and his allies, right? Yeah, well, his allies need him no matter what, so there's nothing much he could do about that. He knew that his allies are probably going to come back to him. Um, well, they'll probably still work with him, but yeah, like we're talking about like respect. Will they vote for him at the end? Will they stick out their neck for him? I doubt it. Was, it. Um, and he knows because he's the guy that played an idol for Fishback. He knows that kind of clout that making the right move gives you. And, right, and he knew this going in. Like he has a confessional we see where he says, "Like I'm not really sure if I'm doing the right thing." Um, yeah, you know, I would, like, have, I would have been conflicted for sure. What What would you have done? Would you have not played it? I I I would have. What I would have done was before tribal council, I would have played possum and I would have tried to make sure that the votes were coming at me, and I would have tried to like like and if they if he had been able to get a 4-2 vote coming at him and he kind of was pretty sure once the votes got read you, you right before you say Kim play the idol on me kind of like Malcolm did where he's like yo bro you play the idol on me we're all good remember like I think he did that in Karamoan so like yep. that is yep. what I would have did if I was Jeremy I would have taken the risk to say Kim play the idol on me and we're good and I think he would have been good unless they did the 3-3 three, three vo vote split which they could have done but then it was goes to a tie vote and the tie vote, they still would have lost the tie vote, but they would have had to have been smart enough to know that, you know, and they probably okay. would have been. So I think a lot of it comes down to this, like, standoff between Sarah and Jeremy. Okay, so ultimately, Sarah doesn't play her advantage until after Jeremy does, but it was kind of like, she doesn't know what he has, he doesn't know what she has, um, but let's say Sarah plays, does give in. She caves, she takes the steal a vote. Right, uh, two scenarios. She steals a vote from Denise or somebody else, or she steals Jeremy's vote. Well, right? that's the question. What if she says, "I'm going to steal Jeremy's vote," and then she, and then Jeremy walks out of the tribal council? Right. Uh, so, does she get her advantage back? Like if I that think happened. Jeremy should have he should have shut his mouth and and and, and not. Like I know they both said it at the same time, but he should have given it a second to see what well, was going to happen. Well, yeah, you know, we, we weren't there in real time, so we don't know how much, how, like, how long they waited, and maybe it was just a coincidence that they both sort of reacted, yeah. sort of what they thought was the last possible second. But 
That's true. They could have once they both made a move. Once there was sort of that that tell. Yes. Uh, it was a game of poker. It was a game of standoff, and ultimately Sarah sort of held stronger longer uh, probably because of what her advantage is and she didn't know what jeremy was gonna do if he had played an immunity idol then maybe she wouldn't uh, have stolen his vote but she knew she knew it wasn't an immunity idol though because this was before the votes were cast she didn't know what it was right so because you don't play an idol until after the votes are cast okay but if she had let's say okay let's say she had uh i'm stealing jeremy's vote he gets up, he plays his advantage. He says, okay, well, I get to leave tribal council and I would have and I forfeit my vote, but his vote's already been stolen that what he that he forfeited. Right. But does does Propes allow that vote? Or does he go, no, he gets to walk out and you don't get the vote? Like that's my question. Right. And, uh, and we the only Propes could give us that answer. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the big thing. I you know I think we're sort of left not not knowing that I wish that we wish we did. Yes. Yeah. Um. You know. So I mean, that's pretty much I think the whole episode and the, pretty much everything that happened. Yeah. Uh, we pretty much covered all the strategy here. Uh. What ha- What was the in the preview for the next episode? It seemed like Tony's going crazy, which is not you know. Tony is like I think he's tired of playing the quiet game. We've been talking every week about how Tony's doing so much better. How yeah. Tony has changed his his ways. He's he's um, he's not the the Tony of old. He's he's going to be calm. He's winning the the the, the challenges, the advantages, the immunities that are based on patience. Uh, and then, you know, and then we see with once he gets a little bit of power, Tony goes kind of crazy and he's running around. He's got all these deals going because he feels so safe. Tony with immunity clearly is a dangerous thing and not something you want to see because it's kind of set Tony completely off of this uh, true course he, he was on, uh, which is kind of disappointing because I'm always, even though I didn't draft Tony in our little draft, which we do have to do our little uh, draft update uh, here at the end. Um, yeah, like Tony is just back to. I guess Tony's good at Tony. It's like the. It's like the. What's that? The you know from Star Trek Voyager when uh, Jacote tells the story of the scorpion on the fox's back, uh, the fox that carries the scorpion across the river, and it stings the fox. He says, "Why? We'll both drown now." And the scorpion says, "It's my nature." Is this just Tony's nature? Does Tony got a Tony? Tony has the Tony when he is in power. We saw this in Kageyan. This is how he plays, and this is how he won. And that's why he's playing this way. Also, very obscure reference. I mean, you could not have picked a more obscure reference than the Chakotte Scorpion. (laughs) But anyway, um, you saw this. You saw what he did. You know, like he had power. He had that um, Tyler Perry idol the whole season. So he knew he was safe, you know. Unless an idol nullifier was coming, he knew he was gold. The whole season, right. he, and he was worried about that. Once, once uh, Jeremy played his advantage, he's like, "You're not playing a like an, or an immunity nullifier of some kind or something." Because Tony was so confident, so like, was loving being the uh, having immunity in this one. Yeah, and he didn't. That, I mean, that was a weird unless they yeah, unless they could take the uh, you know it away from Tony, you know. But my question is, to what end is like a Nick or a Ben? going to stay loyal to Sarah, Sophie, and Tony? Because I see Sarah, Sophie, and Tony as the uh, final three alliance. 
And I think um, Nick and well, Ben as kind Nick, of like the other two. So if Tony is kind of going back to his old ways, his antics and being sort of chaos Tony, uh, does that is, does that does Saren Sophie like that? Does that make him a more uh, appealing, maybe you know, if you will, goat? If there are any goats this season, somebody to take the end. I think they'll replace um, Tony with Ben, but I don't think I think Nick is like in the Sierra position from from the season Tyson one, where she's the. I think Nick's the fifth in that alliance. Oh yeah, well I think well. I, I, well, and hey, Sterling Slowcock Bennett says the Super Mater Brothers are the only goats this season. You mean the greatest of all time, right, Sterling? <laughs> yeah, the greatest of all time. He means that by the goat. Right. Clearly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but go on. So, yeah, finish your you finish your thought there. Yeah, I just think Nick is in the spot in, in that five person alliance where like <laughs> he's he's gonna get picked off. The final four right now for me is Ben, Sophie, uh, Tony, and Sarah. That's the final four. Like this group, effectively, that voted together tonight, minus yeah. Ben or minus Nick. Minus Nick. I don't think Nick could just came. He was going to go home last week. Yeah, you know, like, I, I think he, that I think that it was either going to be Nick or Adam. I think once Adam was voted out, I felt like Nick's um, potential to be voted out went down because I feel like they were the two youngest guys. And they were like, we got to get one of these young guys out. And now I think I think they even felt that about each other. I think Adam and Nick didn't want each other in the game. Uh, and now that one of them's out, I feel like the Knicks' profiles come down. Because like we were talking last week that there was no way that Nick and Tony were going to work together because Nick was the hyena and Ben or so and Tony was one of the lions, one of the high profile players. And now we've seen this complete like dynamic shift. Yeah, well, that that was true when the group was big, but the group's getting smaller and smaller every week, and you're gonna stick to who you are close with. Tony is close with Sarah. Tony is close, and Sarah is close with Sophie. So those three are tight, and then Ben is also in with those guys. So Nick is just the tag along. So what he he could have tonight, he could have chosen whoever he wanted to vote out tonight, Nick, and he didn't do that. He just said, "I'll go with the majority." Which I think was a big mistake on Nick's part. What do you well, think? I think? I think that I think that Nick is like whether you want to call him a hyena or whatever. He's a bit of a weasel, right? Oh, he's a um, super. Oh, so is Adam? That's right. They're both weasels, and they both recognize that they're both weasels. And they said, you know, you know, we can't have you, both of us in the game because we won't both want to weasel our way to the end. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. That was the other reason. Yeah, it was whether they're young or whatever. It's more to, you know, it's they're both kind of like the sneaky kind of like I'll work with you. I'll be your little like henchman, right? And he, so right now he's with Ben, right? I think he's gonna do whatever Ben tells him to at the moment. Um, and and Adam was very similar in some ways, right? Absolutely, they're very similar players, and they both won in very similar ways, and they're trying to win the same way, and um. I mean, for me, like, who do you think is playing the best game right now? I feel like it's Sarah and Sophie are doing the best job. Um, Sarah and so yeah, I agree. I think that those two are like, have emerged as the dynamic duo. Uh, everyone's talking about them. Everyone's trying to get them out, and everybody's failing. Everyone's yeah. like afraid to go against them right now. That's right, because Ben won't go against them, and then Tony's with them too, and and so it's just been they they you know. Uh, you know, when everyone was afraid at the beginning of the season of the poker alliance, 
that probably would have happened. The same poker thing would have happened with if, if Boston Rob and Tyson and Kim and uh, Jeremy were all in the game together still. They probably would have did the same thing that Sophie and Ben and Sarah are doing right now with Tony. Uh, you know, it just eventually gets down to the numbers where you're just going to go, okay, I'm going to go with these people. Good. You know, I, I'm guaranteed final four or final five or whatever. If I go with these people and, uh, and if that's tempting, because once you get down to those numbers, all I got to do is win like two immunity challenges and you're gold. Right. Yeah. You're starting to get into the end game, right? They can start to smell that money at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's have our uh, let's have our little update on uh, our draft with our uh, our eight friends, uh, our, us included, or so our six other friends, and who had who. So of course, Jeff, uh, you had Tyson, and he's you coming. lost, but you lost him again. So he's been he was the fifth voted out, and now he's become the also the twelfth voted out yeah, of this back. game. Um, so you are now technically out of our draft. Uh, and as everybody else remains uh, unaffected, Jane still has Ben. Uh, I, I did tell uh, Jane that you said uh, that there was no way that. Um, here, let's get this full screen. No way that Ben can win. Yeah. Yeah, you said there was there was no way that Ben could win, which uh, I'm not so sure. Uh, I've had a little time to think about it. I feel like Ben ha is uh, maybe less likely to win. But I think that there, I could see a chance. I could see a scenario where Ben wins. I think Ben wins if he's sitting next to Nick. Yeah, but there's th who else is there then? There, it's going to be three. So who else well, is there? I think Ben thinks he can probably beat somebody like even Tony, maybe, right? So you maybe think if it's Tony, Ben, Nick, that that you know, you, so you <laughs> you think that uh, Tony wouldn't win? And yeah, I think you might. That's the only scenario where Ben wins. I can't and, see that Ben wants to go much further with Sophie than he needs to, right? Or Sarah. I don't. I don't know about that. I just. Uh, I don't. The, it's getting down to the numbers, though, Dave. Where he won't have the ability to to backstab either of those girls, because well, what, if it, let's say that uh, that this five that voted tonight together somehow is the final five, right? Um, you know, like in the end, it, it's one of the guys in power. If if if, if it's somehow it's Ben calling the shots, I think that he's got a good chance to. Um, you think he will take Ben, uh, Nick, and Tony? That's what you think. I think, yeah, I think he'll take Nick and Tony over Sarah and Sophie. Okay, and if he does that, you think he wins? I think he thinks he can win. I think Tony probably wins, actually. I I, I think it would be between Ben and Tony. I don't think Nick has a, uh, I don't think he has a chance either. I don't think Nick, I don't know who Nick wins in this game against right now. Unless it's Ben or some, or it's somebody who's backstabbed somebody and has really lost favor. But I don't see I don't see a path where Nick wins. Uh, which we who has Nick? Oh, I think we Jamil has him. So let's get to so Jane's still got Ben. I think Ben has a shot under certain circumstances to win. Uh, Amanda, uh, your uh, fiance, uh, has Jeremy and Sarah, who are sort of now diametrically opposed. The two people who were in a game of chicken tonight. I would like to know what Amanda's saying about Jeremy and Sarah and how she felt about tonight's episode. Well, she might be watching. I don't know if she is, but uh, she is. Uh, you know, send us some uh, question, Amanda. Yes. 
Uh, Jeff, you're out for the moment, but it's still Edge of Extinction still in play. So I guess you know for some you know for the, these draft scenarios that we have, like people who have pools with their friends where they're trying to like you know uh, figure out who's going to win this game, uh, I think that uh, Edge of Extinction is exciting for that for the, those kinds of groups of friends because uh, you're you know both your players potentially could come back in even yep. though they're both out right now, and those these both of them are challenge threats. Uh, it yep. came down to Tyson and Boston Rob in the last return. Uh, uh, like return challenge from the edge. I would not have picked Tyson or Boston Rob in a regular season, but because it was edge, I picked both of them because they knew both of them would have a chances to come back. And like, I was right. Tyson won the first time. And I do think Tyson or Boston Rob could definitely win the second time. Our friend Daryl, uh, also Adam and Danny, he's out of it. Um, I don't know if these two are as big of challenge threats as like Tyson and Boston Rob are, but um you know, you never know. Uh, I could, Adam's definitely somebody you could you could see having more story in this season. Danny, yeah. I'm not so sure. I feel like Danny has not been talked about or shown in weeks. I think no. we barely saw her even tonight with this family visit. Um, I could have done without Danny Boat right on this season. I could. I, I don't. Th I think they could have brought back a different female winner. Like I would have rather had Tina here than Danny Boat right. Um, Tina. But there's other players that have won. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, uh, yeah, but like, uh, yeah, I would have liked to see Natalie White play because, um, you know, just just to see uh, somebody different. Uh, you know, Natalie she White. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I think I'm trying to think of another female player that won that isn't on this season. I mean, there haven't been that many female winners. That's that's the problem. Uh, that's right. Um, the fewer fewer than the men. Um, but there's somebody who's escaping me right now. But Tina was one of the big ones. Yeah. Um, uh, I still have Kim, uh, and technically I have Ethan and Amber. Uh, is Amber coming back from the Edge of Extinction, Jeff? No. <laughs> Ethan is a possibility. And yeah. I have Kim, who um, Sophie was in particularly like, fixated tonight on Kim, uh, saying if Kim gets to the end, she's going to win. She, like, so they're all, they all are super afraid of Kim. And I was, especially tonight, she played this idol. Uh, played it incorrectly, of course, on Denise. She they she misread on who they were putting the votes on. Uh, you know, it was Tyson. Um, but Kim still kind of increased her profile and still lost an ally and lost an idol. So I I'm feeling not too good about Kim at the moment. I find this Kim though so rootable. I I, I didn't I know how to feel about her coming into the season, but this Kim, um, I hated her in her first season when she won. Um, I just hated that season in general. I just didn't like that season. Um, but it was mainly because I don't like any season. I didn't like Boston Rob when he won his season. I, I don't like watching seasons where somebody wins start to finish. It's just so boring and it's just not, it's not why I watch survivor. I want to see back and forth. I want to, I want it to be difficult and, Kim's first season was not difficult for her. This season has been difficult, and she's super rootable, and I'm I'm cheering for her. Yeah, me too. Like that's why I picked her. I think that she's always got a chance in almost any season she's in. Um, and you know, she was an underdog right from the beginning. So I think especially that that gives her a chance of uh, of coming in and getting being a big jury threat, of course. And apparently, she's just one of the most charismatic players out there. Um, looking at, um, at at Sean, our friend Sean, uh, he's got, uh, well, of course, Sandra, as we've mentioned. She's like a, he's like, she's like a double strike three. She can't even come back from the edge anymore. But Tony and Denise, um, I think those are still both viable chances to win. I think that they're both 
Could you see Tony winning? Yes. Could you see Denise winning? Yes, for yep. sure. Yeah. No, no, of course. Um, and then Jen, uh, his wife Jen, uh, Parvati and Yule. Um, I think Parvati and Yule are viable, have as just much of a chance as anybody else to come back from Edge. So, yeah, they, they, we could see more of them. Uh, and we also have uh, Michelle, who is now part of this minority, I guess, but uh, definitely, I can't imagine she's the biggest target of that, that now group of that consists of Jeremy, Kim, Denise, and now Michelle, right? Yeah. Uh, it was 10. It was 10. Michelle's the one we were forgetting about. Oh, yeah. Michelle voted with them. That's right. Yeah, she's a ghost on this season. She is a she's, ghost. She's been so invisible. She's been flying under the radar. Even though she's been on the show time, we got a ton of confessionals. Yeah, You and I didn't even remember that she was part of this tonight. I think Michelle I think Michelle might win. And this is my, this is my theory for this. Um, anytime you see these uh, all-star seasons, it's always the player like Michelle that wins. Amber won in all-stars. Then in here uh, in Heroes versus Villains, you had uh, Sandra win, and Sandra was a ghost that whole season. And, 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 you know, she never was in charge. Um, the it, what's the other All Star season? It was the yeah uh, uh, a lot of the fans versus favorite seasons. You'll see like uh, somebody just kind of like you know not quite in charge, other than like uh, Parvati was when she won, but uh, you know Cochran was kind of like not really. He was always in the in the weeds. He was like kind of like the weasel player, kind of like 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 uh -huh. Nick or like Adam. It's always the player that's not the big threat that wins, even if they get to the end with the big threat. Because everybody looks at the big threat as kind of like the asshole of the season, uh, you know. The, and it just yeah. Well, the person body. yeah, the person that will definitely beat you, or the de person you don't want to see win that you think could. Right, right. Uh, I think Michelle's got to like. I think like if I had to put odds on who's going to win, it's probably going to. I would put her at the top of the list. Oh, she's got to be. So Michelle, looking good for you, Jen. Uh, plus, you have two viable th uh, threats in Parvati and Yule, and then Jamil, uh, maybe the biggest Survivor fan of us all. Uh, we have uh, Natalie, who uh, we saw a bit of on the edge tonight. She was the one who who was who was brave enough to look in that boat and figure out it was uh, it was their families that were coming to visit them and not some kind of scariness. Uh, and then uh, and you know so we'll see. Like Natalie, of course, has got a number of fire tokens and I think uh, potentially has been set up as the returnee. We'll see. Uh, and then Nick and Sophie. So Nick, uh, we've all agreed. Probably not a chance in hell of winning this. I would be. I, I think he is the dean. Uh, dean being the player from last season. I think Nick is the dean of this season. Somebody who I think will go deep. Uh, maybe even is in final tribal councils. Probably the the de facto goat um, of this group, the hyena. Uh, but I don't think the one who you will ultimately see win. And then, well, and maybe the biggest threat of them all, Sophie, being yep. his other pick. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Sophie's probably she's playing the best. I think she deserves to win the most right now. Is uh, Sophie? She's she's playing the best game. I think it's Sophie. Um, yeah, let's take, hide that and go down. Yeah, I think it is. If uh, if Sophie manages to get to the end, which I you know I think she can. She's like she's always sort of this threat, but people aren't really talking about her enough. She's uh, not likable. That's the problem with Sophie. People don't like her. 
uh you know like uh if you look at like like when she got to the end of uh south pacific like she almost won because the other two guys were less likable she didn't win because everybody loved her you know yeah yeah i I just don't think she's a very like friendly person necessarily right like i don't (laughs) she's pretty cold-blooded with her strategy i mean she's she's not she's not there to make be your friend but for some reason people trust her strategically to not backstab her which is very rare you know usually the players that are able to do that are the players that are super likable like jeremy like boss and rob those are the players that are able to kind of just get everybody to go along with them but sophie has the ability somehow to be super strategic but also like like not nobody ever wants to backstab her like in her first season like she just she's coasted you know, like not coasted. I wouldn't say it was easy, but like she always nobody ever wanted to like stab her in the back. Like Albert or coach never were like, let's get Sophie out. That never happened. You know, so right. she's she was considered she was she was like the goat who won. Right. She was sort of she was supposed to be like that unlikable person who you bring to the end and then she wins. That's right. Um, yeah. Like, uh, you know, that happens a lot. There's usually animosity toward players, especially you know, going back, like it doesn't happen so much anymore, but like season 25 and before there's always an animosity. Uh, it seemed like towards people who got to the end and she was one of those players, but coach and Albert were so bad at explaining why they were good at the game. Mm-hmm. That, that she, that she basically won, like you said, but kind of by default because she was better at explaining her game. Uh, you know, like th- that season was so messed up that they said uh, that if Brandon Hans had gotten to the end, he would have won that season. That's how messed up that season was. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so and I he forgot almost, about Brandon Hans. He yeah. gave his immunity necklace at final five or final four to Albert. Like he was like going to the end. Mm. <laughs> you know, like that. What a that, you talk about the like. You know, they always bring up the Eric Reichenbach. You know, where he gave up his immunity necklace, Brandon Hans. Is his move is almost worse? I think it is worse because Reichenbach was doing it to to he was trying. He knew he was screwed either way. If he didn't win immunity out, he wasn't getting to the end. Whereas Brandon Hans did it just out of stupidity. I mean, really, it was a really dumb, dumb move. I hope this season they did it in season twenty in the reunion. Who made the dumbest move of all time? And Reichenbach won it. That see you know for that for that move they should redo that vote and I think Brandon Hans should win that vote and I'm not even talking about his bigger screw up when he went ballistic on Philip and wanted to you know punch him out and you know like the, oh you know. yeah I forgot about that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah I don't know what about that like I don't know what to make get make of Sophie uh, from that standpoint I think she's gonna get more respect this time around. I think people see how smart she is, but her unlikability will that will people still give her the money? Well, I think that I think it depends if she's she maybe I think she's smart to align with Sarah. I think Sarah's maybe one of the people who Sophie can potentially beat. Yeah, that's what she is smart to do that because if she sits at the end with the Jeremy, she's or Kim, she's done. She's not winning. Right. So she knows that. So aligning with Sarah's smart for her, yeah, because she knows that Sarah's uh um somebody she can be, but also sort of a capable ally. 
who's going to get advantages, who's going to help her like get other people out, who will sort of be a shield for her all the time. Because uh, yeah. people want her out first, even though they really should want Sophie out first of those two. I mean, if you look at like tonight, who the alliances are, like the five people with so the four people with Sophie are all players. I feel like she thinks she can beat in the end. Ben, Nick, Sarah, Tony. The other four are Jeremy, Michelle, D- um, Tyson, uh, uh, Denise, and uh, what's the other one? Kim. All those players are kind of likable. Right, you know, to, to the jury. So I understand why her alliance is there. I do not understand why Nick wants to go with that side, or why, like, why he, you know. Well, like, why does Ben want? It's it's all. It comes down to what Ben wants to do because I think Nick's just doing what Ben wants. Yeah, I think you're right. I th- I do think you're right about that. I think it's just again, it's where you stand in the alliance. I think those guys just want to get to final five, and mm-hmm. I understand that. And, I and hope and hope one of them wins the final immunity. Right. And then they get to decide who's in the final three. That's right. right. That's all they're yeah. hoping for. So they yeah. don't like, sure, we'll help you get rid of um, Tyson, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, so it does make sense. I do think the, you know, and this whole season's been like that. They've been trying to get rid of the likable big jury threats from the beginning. The connected players, the people who are sort of the obvious, uh, oh, of course they were the one who won. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, they want it to be someone who is maybe lesser known. I think that Ben and Nick are definitely on the sort of lower profile end of the winners, right? I don't think people, the heroes versus healers versus hustlers. And which one did um, Nick win? He won. Um, David Goliath? No. He won David. Yeah, he was the David. He was the, da- he was the ultimate David. Right. Right, <laughs> so um, yeah, both those yeah. seasons were like, I, yeah, it's true. Like, I can't even remember what season they were on, you know. And it was so recent, you know. <laughs> so you think recency bias, you know, but not so much. Yeah, well, I just think that they have that in their head too, right? That so they maybe they, that's what the story that they want to tell is the story, like even the seasons that people don't really remember, like Ghost Island and these kinds of things. I feel like Game Changers was like the last big cool awesome season we had you know and there's been sort of this like puttering in between yeah and this is the you know this has been the best one since heroes villains for me um i just want to see i just want to see an exciting strategy and that's what we're getting uh i just hope like i said before uh i don't want to see a pagongi and i don't do not want to see uh the sophie side just pagong the other the other people I think that the next few votes will be boring if that's what happens. I think you throw Tony in the mix. I just don't think that will happen. I don't think Tony's the guy who's going to stick with a lines of five and vote out over the course of the next three votes to get out. Uh, now they got to get out Denise, they got to get out Kim, and they got to get out uh, Michelle, right? And Jeremy and Michelle for four votes. You think Jeremy, you think Tony's going to stick with this group for four votes? I can't. And there's going to be idols and advantages coming up the wazoo now. No because. way, no way. This no. So I don't think your. I think your fears are can be sort of quashed. We even saw in this preview that Tony is going to be maybe aligning with Jeremy. Is that what I saw in the preview that they're going to be talking to each other? And from what who I knows saw, if that's real. But if what I saw, it was Tony is like jumping back and forth, like he does. And Sarah says to Ben, uh, Nick. Uh, Sophie, uh, she says, we're voting this way no matter what Tony says. She said that in the preview. 
So mm-hmm. that, that's probably what's going to happen is they're going to just going to put four votes on, let's say Jeremy, and then let's say Tony even flipped. It would still that would be that then it would be five four. So Tony could decide who goes home next. You know, he could be like a swing vote, right? Like they'll let him. But what if they just they just they they try to neutralize him by saying Tony. Uh, yeah, we're voting. We let's say Tony wants to get out Kim, or no, he probably doesn't want to get out Kim, but let's say he wants to get out Michelle. Uh, Tony's like, it's got to be Michelle. We have to get rid of Michelle. And they're like, no, we all want to get rid of Jeremy. And for whatever reason, Tony doesn't want to get rid of Jeremy now. Um, he'll just vote for Michelle. The other four will vote for Jeremy. They'll still get Jeremy out, right? So it will depend on if the minority alliance figures out that Tony's been cut out uh, of the numbers and cut out of the conversation. Yeah, it will. It will depend on that. And uh, Tony's a hard guy to read because he's so all over the place. And it's, I I would find it so hard to trust him with any vote, you know, even if I was his tightest ally, like Sarah, you know, and I think you're going to see that next week. Uh, He's a hard guy to trust because if you want, I mean, Sarah got burned by him in Kagayan. They were on the same season. And she twice. got burned. She got burned once at the merge. What do you mean twice? Well, they've been on two seasons together, right? They've been. This is their third season together. Yeah, right. She, they've she always, won. They, she, they've she always won. played together, right? They've always played to, these, these three. Yes, they've always played these, together. These two. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they were on the same tribe though in uh, Game Changers. No, I don't think so. You know. So at the same time, like you look at, uh, you know, I just think at a certain point. Sarah, either Sarah's going to get Tony or Tony's going to get Sarah. I don't. I just don't know if they're going to sit at the end together. I could be wrong about that, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's a priority for either of them. But you know, right. they've been trying to keep their relationship connection pretty low profile, uh, and they've been doing a good job of that. They were even keeping it low profile from us because uh, I felt like this is the first episode in a while we've seen them really work together, and we see that in the preview that they're probably that's you know short lived. Um, that they're always sort of on the same side, but they're not necessarily uh, always going to do the same thing or have the same interests. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's all we have to say about that. Like, unless you have some that's final all thoughts. I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, this is the season. This is where we learn who is the ultimate survivor. You better get Get ready. ready. (laughs) You better be ready. It's coming for you. What's coming for you? I don't know. (laughs) The fire is burning. (laughs) The fire is burning? The fire is burning. Oh, man, this song. (laughs) Here we go. The music the, this whole season has been something else. <laughs> well, did you hear last week when it was like, when is it war? When is it yeah. war? I looked so hard for that clip. I couldn't find it. Because um, it it's like that part of that like that song I just played uh, in the middle. I, the, the, my favorite comment was, I feel like Jeff Probst wrote this song. It's like, you better get ready. It's coming for you. Yeah. Winners at war. Winners at war. Winner. You know, it just goes and goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. What a beauty. Mm, what a beaut. 
Anyway, um, that's been uh, the Super Mater Brothers uh, podcast uh, covering Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. Thank you for watching. Thank you for leaving comments and uh, subscribing. And, uh, yeah, just it's this is an interactive show. Always feel like you can, um, you can uh, drop us a line, ask us a question, or even just make fun of us. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, we have an audio feed through Anchor, which you can subscribe to on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever you get your podcasts. It will work on all those things. So uh, I think that's it. Uh, uh, I'm Dave Mater. I'm Jeff Mater. Yeah, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you uh, uh, next week where we'll be doing um, Westworld. We'll be catching on Westworld, and we'll also be on Live Long and Podcast page on Saturday to cover uh, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. So make sure to check us out there. Awesome. Good night, everyone. Night. <laughs>